When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. And welcome to No Filler, the music podcast dedicated to sharing the often overlooked hidden gems that fill the space between the singles on our favorite records. My name is Quentin. With me, as always, is my brother Travis. And this is our final 10, dude, our, our final favy faves of 2021. This is it, man. I've been obsessing over these these final five picks it's been pretty, I mean, pretty consistent. Like the the ones that, that were my top five when we started this thing, for the most part, a few of them are still there, but I've been like rotating in and out ones that I can't decide on, you know, switching, especially like trying to figure out which song on these records to play. Right. Because like, I'm pretty, pretty confident that like, here are my top five bands that I loved this year with their, with the stuff that they put out, but trying to pick just one track off the record was tough yeah I, i'm bringing five completely different ones than what i originally had planned yeah for for like my my 20 for the year so you're talking about like artist is different and everything based on like yeah. what it, you know the 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 five i mean you, you that means you removed five songs from your original list yeah well like my original list was like 60 songs um total so you know i have a lot to pick from and Two of them that I'm bringing tonight, I just found out about last week, and they're from two of my favorite artists. So I was super pumped to find out that they had both brought music, new music this year. So I have I have to play them, dude. You know, I just have to. All right, Q, well, before we get get started with the tunes here, I wanted to just say, man, uh, yeah, um, this morning I tried something that you that you texted me about, and it it was um, it was delightful. So you would say, hey, you know, T.S. to T, we've been drinking a lot lately, right? Yeah, that's what I said to you. And you're like, oh, yeah. And then you, yeah. And then you said, have you, uh, you know, I'm, I'm paraphrasing here, Q. But you said, <laughs> have you tried it in your coffee yet? And I had to pick up bits and pieces of my brain strewn across the room because my <laughs> mind was blown. I was like, no, I haven't tried that yet. So I did exactly what you suggested. I took the um, the Nutty Almond Cream, which is what I've been talking about as like my favorite of the the dry flight starter pack that they that they sent us and i brewed it with my like you know i just mixed in like a teaspoon with my ground coffee brewed like i always do like i do like a pour over it was great man it was really good it brings in just a very subtle hint of cinnamon and a little bit of nutty flavor man yeah like i i used to put like cinnamon and like sometimes like cardamom into my coffee grounds yeah to, to get some subtle flavors like that. But with this, it's like, just, just put some of that loose leaf tea from Tiesta tea straight into your grinds, man. It was 
Great, yeah, dude. So I'm going to try that with the, I was thinking maybe doing that with the Earl Grey that they have and like the chai and just, and just kind of, bit, you know, see what happens. Yeah. And, and, you know, we're speaking to the coffee lovers out here. If you're, you know, if you're hesitant about drinking tea, if you've always been a coffee drinker, try this, man. It's, it's, it just enhances the flavor of your coffee. And so this morning I tried it with a teaspoonful of, of their chai tea. But that was great. It was really good. That's got cardamom in it, probably. It's got cardamom and it gives you a little bit more of a boost with your, you know, your caffeine dose of the day because, you know, it's black tea. So, uh, you know, as you guys all know, right, you can get 15% off your order at TS2T.com if you use promo code NOFILLER15 at checkout. It might be too late for for the last minute Christmas shopping unless you want to pay for like overnight shipping or something. But, um, you know, treat yourself, you know, get yourself something nice, you know, you 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 deserve it, you know. Anyway, tsct.com, promo code nofiller15 at checkout for 15% off your order. Let's dive into the tunes queue. This is it. This is what we're all here for. This is our last 10 of the year. This is it. This is how we close out 2021. All right, I'm going to go first because you went first last week and that's that's how it works, right? That's how it works, dude. So, I am bringing a band that that could be familiar to, to those of you who listen to No Filler on the regular, because Q, you brought these guys early this year for like a, it, it may have been our, our first or second What You Heard of the Year. Uh, I'm bringing a band called Shame. So uh, in January, they came out with a, a album called Drunk Tank Pink. Such a good album, dude. Really good album. Uh, just a solid post-punk indie band from the UK. They're from South London and just there's nothing not to like about these guys. They've been active since 2014, which I was kind of surprised at when I read that. Well, and from what I've heard, they've they've changed up their sound quite a bit. They're a little more yeah. uh, aggressive, more like standard post-punk previously. Yeah, I've actually heard even from like their last record, Songs of Praise, came out in 2018. There's a huge difference between that one and Drunk Tank Pink. So like even within the last two records. Anyway, I am not bringing a song from Drunk Tank Pink because... They've put out a couple new singles since oh, then. So I didn't like, know that. they have a, a song that came out in November that I'm going to bring to the table here, and yeah, I'm just going to let it speak for itself here because it's a it, it's a banger, man. It's a great way to start the our, our, our final ten. So here we go. This is a song again from a band called Shame, and this song is called This Side of the Sun. <laughs> That's right. 
Loved it, man. Dude, I was getting some some Brit Daniel vibes. In the vocals? Vocals and that guitar riff. That sounded like old school spoon to me. Yeah, yeah. I can hear that. I love it, man. Um so all right, let, let me just read this real quick. So uh, I really like this description of the song. This is a Paste magazine, which you may be familiar with. But they said uh, the track features, and this is probably the guitar you're talking about, Q. The track features guitars so sharp you'd come away bloody if you touched them. Yes, that is what I was thinking. And then they say, meanwhile, vocalist Charlie Steen bemoans the way making art can feel like commodifying one's sense of self. Singing almost under his breath, I give myself away every day to every person that I meet. What does that make me? It's a deep, deep thought. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, you know, there's obviously... Now, I thought this was interesting because I, I, I picked up vocally, I was thinking a little bit of, um, especially in that line, Frankie Broyles of yes Balkans. And, yeah, um, I was thinking that too. What's interesting here is Paste even called out a band called Omni, which is uh, Frankie Broyles play guitar for this band called Omni. Oh, wow. Uh, it says here, the danceable track evokes the best of bands like Omni and The Strokes. Wow, cool. With riffs like Razors and Disillusionment wafting through the room in melodic clouds. Totally. Nice, dude. I feel like with bands like this and Idols, right? I When I hear the, those two bands, I just think England. You know what I mean? I just like it almost yeah. makes me think of like when uh, you know Oasis really took over and all those Britpop bands in the 90s it kind of like put attention on Britain and like the music scene. I feel like bands like 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 uh, Idols and Shame are kind of doing the same again. Yeah, and also Fontaine's DC. Yeah, exactly. Which is big uh, their album My Hero's Death last year too. Yeah, dude. Yeah, there's a there's there's definitely kind of a post-punk scene happening over there right now anyway that song again was this side of the sun from shame and q i'm gonna hand it over to you what you got for your first pick all right man this is gonna be a nice transition so this is a an artist i don't know too much about his name's paul jacobs he's from montreal quebec and he's just a, a solid like psychedelic poppy folk kind of stuff um he says on his on his band camp Mix between this and that. That's what his bio is. So that's it. Uh, you know, yeah, that's it. That's all it says. Uh, he has an album that came out this year called Pink Dogs on the Green Grass. And I just want to play the song and then get your fresh take on it, dude. I'm not going to say too much else about it. Big fan of this album. And this song has been uh, an earworm for pretty much all year. It came out in April. So again, this the, the artist is Paul Jacobs. And this song is called Christopher Robbins.
Yeah, kind of like a psychedelic folk type type thing, right? So like not psych rock necessarily, at least that track. Yeah, I know he's kind of all over the place. Reminds me of kind of the stuff that, that the OCs do. Mm. Or um, he's getting a lot of comparisons to Kurt Vile or... Um, well, you know who I thought of? Uh, and this is like a 60s artist, but I thought of Donovan. Oh, Are shit. you familiar with Donovan? A little bit, yeah. Sunshine, What's his big Sunshine Superman is like his his one of his big hits. But that's kind of a psychedelic folk type thing. Like his vocals were a little bit like that. Uh, reminded me a little bit of Donovan. So this this is a one man band. So everything you hear is him. Uh, he's also he also plays drums in a post punk quintet called Pottery. Not familiar with them at all, but I'm gonna check him out. I'm digging their album art. But yeah, so he uh, he makes his rounds, you know, in the music scene. So uh, yeah, that is Paul Jacobs, and that was Christopher Robbins, which is of course the beloved little kid with the little Winnie the Pooh bear. Uh, stuffed animal that comes to life, right? <laughs> Last week I brought a track to you about the uh, the protagonist from uh, Spirited Away, right? Oh yeah, Chihiro, which I Not, mispronounced uh, as Cheerio. Cheerio, yeah, yeah. right. <laughs> so yeah, again, that, the album is Pink Dogs on the Green Grass. Give it a listen; the whole album's great. All right, Trav, pick number two for you, and what you got? All right, well, this was, you know, there's no way that this band wasn't going to show up on my my best of the year list because I love everything they do and they put out a brand new record this year and I'm talking about Mr. Twin Sister, of course. Of course. So uh, we've talked about them and featured them almost since the beginning of the podcast because I believe on the Tycho episode that we did, a Mr. Twin Sister, actually just Twin Sister at the time, um, track was brought by you it was lady daydream yeah which is one of my still one of my favorite songs of theirs i love lady daydream and that's off of their first their very first record that's a little ep yeah or ep yeah so anyway you know this band has kind of gone through some transformations um we've done an episode on their their self-titled mr twin sister record but before that they went by just twin sister but um yeah, we we played a single off of this record earlier in the year on uh, like a What You Heard intro, like it was our intro song. I believe that was Expressions. So we played Expressions earlier in this year. Anyway, they came out with their latest record, Al Mundo Azul, uh, not too long ago. It was November 19th, so just about a month ago. And I'm just going to play the tune and then we'll talk about it. So yeah, I'm going to play... The track here, this was, this again, dude, this was tough. The whole record's great. So here we go. I'm going to play a song here called Despoil off of Mr. Twin Sister's brand new record, El Mundo Azul.
Yeah, man. One of the I th- I'd say one of the best albums of the year. Easily. Yeah, I, I agree with you. So, okay. Here's what I wanted to talk about. I feel like a lot of a lot of the tracks that we brought the last few weeks have sort of fall under like the the disco sort of electronic kind of resurgence, I guess. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. And Mr. Twin Sister has sort of been like at the front of that. Like it's almost like they were ahead of their time with that a few years ago when they came out with with their self-titled Mr. Twin Sister record. Yeah. And like this is just a continuation of that. This record is actually kind of more uh, has a lot more energy to it, and like uh, has a lot more dance quality to it, maybe than their last two records. But like it's still in that same kind of fusion of disco and house music. That's what they're really, really good at. This stuff reminds me of um, Gloria Estefan and the Miami Sound Machine. Reminds me of that kind of stuff. Yeah, uh, yeah. Which was you know uh, what late 80s early 90s i guess yeah and i think that's kind of like the fusion of like disco and synth stuff with like house music um although gloria didn't really have any house elements to it but yeah it's it's that like yeah latin i guess kind of flair that yeah and you know but they yeah they even have some some uh a couple of tracks on this record actually are uh spanish spoken oh that's right or, or sung yeah. Um, but anyway, I wanted to read... I mean, the shit, the album name is Al Mundo Azul. Right, right, right. Yeah, uh, the the singer, uh, Andrea Estella, she actually, uh, I think there was, a, there was a song on the last two records that, that, you know, this isn't the first time she's done it, but she'll she'll sing in, in Spanish quite a bit. Uh, but I'm going to read a quote from Pitchfork here, Q, because I like the way that they kind of say it. Mr. Twin Sister anticipate trends with alarming precision. And this is kind of what I'm talking about. Their, their 2014 self-titled breakout fused R&B with low-key nocturnal dance music years before OK Kea and Erica de Cajur emerged as indie darlings. I don't know who those people are. While Salt, the band's 2018 follow-up, incorporated tasteful two-step beats with lush jazz textures before Pink Pantheris had even sat her A-levels. Again, I don't know who this is. But the point <laughs> they're trying to make is as they say here, this last sentence, slowly but surely, Andrea Stella, Gable D'Amico, Odpav Gupta, and Eric Cardona's distinctive sensibility has inched its way into the zeitgeist. So yeah, they, they've been ahead of the game with this kind of sound, and it's slowly starting to seep into more mainstream type stuff, which I think is really interesting because Mr. Twin Sister doesn't really get much attention, right? But they've been doing this for a long time. Like, they're one of my favorite groups to come out in the last decade, hands down, and like I will, I will anticipate and like listen to every single thing they put out from here until the end of time because I love them. Anyway, that was Mr. Twin Sister. The song was called "Despoil" off of their record "El Mundo Azul." Give it a listen, and I'm gonna pass it back to you, Q. What you got? All right, dude. So Christmas came early for me this year, man, and I shared my delight and excitement with you last week when I found out. Um. One of my favorite proper dream pop bands from the last decade. And I say proper dream pop because they, this group blends like classic loveless, well, not, not that level of noise loveless, but classic shoegaze with really dreamy pop, uh, better than, than most bands that are trying to do it. 
Letting Up Despite Great Faults. I think everyone knows by now. One of my favorite groups from uh, the early O's. Um, they've actually, their first album, their self-titled was, was out in 2008 or 2009. And they haven't really released any new stuff in a few years. So I just found out that they, I, I, th- I want to say just last week, they dropped a new single. So their last full-length album was back in 2014. So it has been a minute since they've released anything. Apparently a couple of the of the members went off and, and did a side project for a little bit. So they're back. And man, this song is so great, dude. Um, they're just coming back with, with the, you know, the sound and vibes that they, that they do best. This is Letting Up Despite Great Faults. And this song is called Corners Pressed. blanket dude i fucking love everything that they do i would yeah i feel like they they fall more you know on the the dream the dream pop side of the the shoegaze coin right yes they're i think they're like anytime someone is looking for a good you know example of of dream pop from the last you know 20 years yeah i'm gonna point to letting up despite great faults this flavor of dream pop there there's no one better in my opinion yeah yeah so you i mean you've been a fan since their self-titled record in 2009 i remember we had featured them on on our music blog quite a bit yeah i got to interview um i think it was the lead singer 
through um, through New Dust. Oh, that's one of our few our few interviews that we did. That's cool. Yeah, yeah, dude. So, like, how would you say they've changed since that self title? Because I remember the self title had a little bit more. I don't know. It, it wasn't as uh, it wasn't as subtle. I guess I would say they they brought his vocals up a little bit more in the mix. Like they did more of the washed in in sound kind of stuff. Yeah, and maybe that was because. The, chill wave was happening at the same time i don't know yeah i, th- I think they've they've uh, removed themselves a little bit from the that wall of sound that I, you know I, I mentioned that they do a great blend of shoegaze and dream pop i know 100 times over we've said it a million times now dream pop and shoegaze are the same thing but everyone knows what we're talking about when there's you know they're, i mean they're they're the same thing but they're different and yeah they have very distinct elements to them and that's why we we never really thought of it as the same thing it's that fuzzy guitar you know just drowned in sound kind of kind of stuff they're twigs on the same branch or whatever you know yeah if you will but yeah but they've but they've always done that really like just more upbeat kind of poppy uh sound to to this style of of dream pop and shoegaze so yeah they've got a new album set to release on march 4th so i cannot wait dude cannot wait yeah, that's awesome. Uh, yeah, so let me read this write-up real quick on a website called Buzz Bands. That's so funny that they're still considered a buzz band, even though they've been around for over <laughs> well, a decade. Well, I don't know what kind of artists Buzz Bands brings to their blog, but yeah. Um, anyways, it says here, the new singles, so there's two new singles. The new singles are exemplary of letting up gazy, shimmering dream pop with Lee's presence in the mix incrementally more forward than on much of the band's catalog. Reliably, they are lush soundscapes for those swirling emotions that go round and round and eventually find a home in your personal ether. I mean, that's it, dude. Well, there you go, Q. And let me tell you, dude, I've, I, I've got the perfect, the perfect segue for this. That's what I'm talking about, dude. The perfect. I mean, we couldn't have planned this better. <laughs> we never do. Yeah. So, speaking of dream pop, arguably the best, almost like definitive dream pop band from the last decade plus is Beach House. Yes. And they are getting ready to release a brand new record in 2022. It's a two, like a double album, and they're releasing it in chapters. So the first two chapters have been released already. So there's already there's already eight eight tracks available from this record anyway it's called once twice melody did did you watch that video i said i didn't but i was hoping that you right. talk about we'll it. check no we'll check it out no so uh we are actually bringing beach house's teen dream as the, the first album that we're going to cover for 2022 okay so i'll hold off on on that but it's a whole video on how they've basically become synonymous with with the like 2010s resurgence of dream pop it's Beach House. Yeah, you could say that they were responsible for it for sure. Or they, yeah. they they were like the forefront and led the way and sort of became synonymous with the 2010s like dream pop sound, right? Yep. So anyway, here they are a decade later, right? And I feel like this record of the songs I've heard so far from this record, and I, I confess I haven't really paid all that much attention to them since Teen Dream. I, I listened to some of the stuff off of Bloom a handful of tracks off of uh, Depression Cherry. I really like Depression Cherry. It's a great album. Compared to Teen Dream, like her vocals have become less. This is the only word I can think of, but like less 
there's also like punch to it. I, I feel like with Team Dream, her her delivery had some kind of like I don't know the word to use. But. Well, it was more um, like their songs were more sparse, I guess. So her vocals were always right there in the forefront of it, and there was some fuzz to it and stuff like that. Yeah. It was really just her organ and his guitar. You know, like it was very, it was much more like pared down, I guess, because now they're 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 big, right? Like their their recordings, uh, all the the instrumentations and everything. It's a lot. It's a lot bigger sound. Totally. Well, with this record, um, again, from what I've heard, it's very surreal and dreamlike, which is what it should be because it's dream pop. But here we go. We're gonna listen to the the title track off the record. So again, this is Beach House, and this song is called Once Twice Melody. does it like that dude they're like showing their um i don't know if maturity is the right word but you know like they're like here we are as a seasoned group we've been around the block a few times yeah 10 years on like this is it right yeah i think and it, it, yeah. yeah it's it's yeah. great so we we actually saw them i don't know if they were they the headliner or because mm, I, I know that washed out open it was washed them. out it was like the quintessential like 2010s concert right but who else was there was it just them two it might have been washed out 
open for them and they were the yeah yeah but we saw them for the teen dream tour dude and this was one of those like we were floating on cloud nine because we got those tickets for free right yeah (laughs) because through new dust right those were good times but anyway so yeah we i mean we've been there since kind of the since they really took off at least because they've been around for a little bit you know they've got a couple of records that that came out before teen dream yeah uh they have a self-titled and then they have a, a record called and, devotion and devotion's great too devotion's really really um like i was saying that pared down kind of just like with her vocals front and center yeah yeah man so yeah i mean if you don't know much about about who these people are it's a two-piece it's a duo it's victoria legrand which is the vocalist and uh keyboardist and then uh, Alex Scally, guitarist, keyboardist, backup vocalist. And that's it. It's just those two. Yeah. So for this record, apparently they have brought on a orchestra to add. And you actually heard it there in the the last part of that song. I, I don't know if it's like a full, it's probably just like a quartet or something like that, or like a, a string, a string section, right? But uh, yeah, let me, let me quote uh, Pitchfork again here. Uh, about this song in particular. It says here, juxtaposing prismatic visuals and lax vocals, the song evokes the sensual slowness of a hot summer day of sinking into the grass with a paleta dripping in your hand. (laughs) It's like a Mexican frozen popsicle thing, right? Anyway, you know, I think this is probably one of the most anticipated records going into 2022 for sure because of who it is and how long it's been since their last record. I think seven was their last record came out in 2018 so it's been a few years anyway you can listen to chapters one and two of this record already so it's called once twice melody that's the name of the record and the song i just played again that was beach house and i'm gonna throw it back to you q what are you gonna do do we have more shoegaze or what are we doing uh well i'm bringing probably one of my favorite um folk pop discoveries of the year i just found out just discovered this artist earlier in the year. Her name is Alice Phoebe Lou. Um, I actually brought a song, Dirty Mouth, as one of as a what you heard earlier this year uh, from her album Glow. And this blew my mind. I was reading the Wikipedia page of her and another artist that I brought earlier this year on a Whatcha was Strong Boy. Remember that artist? Yeah, that's her. It's one of her side projects, man. Oh. And I that's one of my favorite, um, what's the song? Tough Girl, I think is what it's called. So you really like this this artist. Yeah, she's fantastic, man. And um, I'm going to play the opening song from Glow. This song, this was one of those, like, I had to pick my jaw off the floor, dude. Okay. And this is right, this is the intro song. This is the first thing you hear. This song blew me away. So again, Alice Phoebe Lou is the artist. This is uh, from an album, Glow. This song is called Only When I. You didn't teach me. I taught myself through you. You didn't heal me, but I healed from the things that you do. We didn't want each other, baby. We wanted something so much more. To feel the rarest of feelings That which opens all doors Don't shut them all too quick 
always be more I'll spread your love so thickly So I can reminisce some more Even if we're done for gives me chills dude every time yeah i love the little like twinkling almost sounded like a harp kind of keyboard sound yeah. in the background that she kind of had yeah. in there really well produced song right so who who is the producer on the right like is it her is it self-produced oh i don't know man and there's actually not even a wikipedia article on the album okay um Oh, self-released so self-released yeah she's great man i remember yeah. the track that you brought earlier this year had a whole different vibe to it way different vibe. yeah so she's super talented yeah that song is so sensual dude you know yeah like, and the lyrics too it's that's you know mm-hmm. very like moody and and like intimate just her her vocals and and the way she yeah records yeah her voice is great yeah Ugh. i know what you mean like her voice is just right there it's very um vulnerable sounding too like this there's like a quiver to it Anyways, man, yeah, I love every I love everything she does. If you liked that, check out her side project, Strong Boy, uh, that she does with Siv Yaman, which I believe I typed in his name into Google, and there's a bunch of like live record uh, live videos of her performing as um, Alice Phoebe Lou, and he's there with her. So I think he's just someone that she works with a lot, and you know plays plays in in her groups. So yeah, check out Strong Boy. Check out this album Glow from from Alice Phoebe Lou. One of my favorite albums of the year. All right, dude. Uh we got two more each. Are we going to pivot at all? I feel like we've been we've been uh, transitioning well throughout this episode, man. Well, I am going to 180s cuz that's what I'm here for. Now, is it metal? You're bringing more metal, dude? Technically, yes. But the track itself is not what makes this a unique track is that it's it's uh it's a metal band but they're doing something really interesting on this track. Cool. So, this is a band called Mastodon and you know, they've had a pretty extensive uh catalog. I mean, they've been around since like the early 2000s. Oh man, I th- I thought they were around since like the 80s. 
Oh, shows no. so much I know. Mastodon. <laughs> I don't know, dude. <laughs> uh, anyway, but they... Um, are you thinking of, like, Megadeth or something? Probably. <laughs> anyway, so Mastodon, like, by and large, is kind of like a... Almost like a sludge metal, stoner metal, uh, like... Melodic grindcore? <laughs> right. That's my joke every time, If you were dude. to look... Yeah, I, don't, I know. <laughs> if you were to look at, like, their their catalog as a whole, right? That's kind of what they, they fall under. Like, heavy metal, but, like, stoner sludge metal, right? This new record that they put out this year called Hushed and Grim kind of falls more under the progressive metal uh, umbrella. Like, meaning, like... Because of like the the wide range of like styles and stuff that you're gonna hear on it, it's not you can't really pinpoint it under one specific style of metal, right? Case in point is a song I'm bringing here. So this song really blew me away the first time I heard it, and I'm gonna have to play two clips, Q, because it's 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 pretty long and it's got these two distinct movements to it that are just really awesome. So here we go. This song. I'm just going to say it almost has kind of a Southern rock sound to it. Kind of like Kings of Leon, maybe, but just the beginning at least. And then it kind of transitions into this other thing. So anyway, I'm just going to let this play. I'm going to play the first part at least from this song. So again, this is Mastodon and this song is called the beast. So I would call that like the first movement because you heard that transition that started to happen. Oh, yeah. It it, it changes completely. And uh, this next part is like one of my favorite moments in a song uh, all year. 
So I'll just say that. But well, yeah, what I loved about that, like I said, it's kind of got this Southern rock kind of flair to it. I hope I don't get skewered for saying this, but go ahead. He, he sounded kind of like Chris Cornell to me. Yeah, maybe. I can maybe hear that. Maybe. Now, I don't know anything else about Mastodon. So is this... Is this in line with how he always sings and, and no. how they're... Okay. Not at all. So, like, they actually have two different singers, uh, and you're about to hear the next the other singer on this next part. Okay. But, but this is uh, this is uh, Brent Hines. So let me, let me get the roster spelled out here. So it's Troy Sanders, bass vocals, Brent Hines, lead guitar and vocals, Bill Kelleher, rhythm guitar and backing vocals, and Bran Daler drums and vocals so brent hines that's the guy who's singing that first and second verse there he is the 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 main singer and guitar player but uh this other guy brand daler is the drummer and he also sings which you know that's always cool i like it when drummers sing phil collins dude yeah phil all collins. day yep now let me transition this to this next part here but let me just say this real quick here so i was reading this this article kerrang again who is i, I referenced them last week when i talked about Gojira, right? So they were like a really well-known metal publication. But they were kind of going through like how thematically and like lyrically and stuff like that, Mastodon has always kind of dealt with like death and loss in their music. So they kind of go through, um, you know, some records like uh, they had a record called Crack the Sky, which dealt with the death of the drummer's sister. The Hunter was a tribute to guitarist Brent Hines' brother. And then their last album before this one, Emperor of Sand, was informed by bassist Troy Sanders' wife's battle with cancer, with which she's recovered since then, but but either way. And so for this record, it's the the band's late manager, Nick John, who passed away in 2018. So anyway, they are always dealing with like death and loss and stuff like that through their, their music. And I think this song kind of touches on some of that kind of stuff. Again, it's called The Beast, right? And that's what metal's for, dude. Yeah. Dealing with the, that kind of stuff. All right. Anyway, so I'm going to pick this up right where we left off here. Uh, again, the song is called The Beast.
Guitar solo, dude. Was that Andy Timmons? <laughs> uh, <laughs> it sounded like an Andy Timmons guitar solo. Yeah, definitely like a like a fusion guitar solo for sure. Yeah, which it's great. Yeah, um, and there you go, right? So there's like some southern rock in the beginning. The middle part is more kind of kind of a traditional metal, progressive metal type sound, and there's that like fusion guitar solo at the end, and then it transitions back into the southern rock sound but yeah really great the song. pipes on that guy too man yeah the other guy that's uh that's bran daler the drummer but yeah i just love the lyrics uh, how the hell do you sing like that and play drums at the same time seriously i don't know you have to ask him and phil collins <laughs> but yeah um anyway <laughs> i don't know dude that's a good question that's a uh, good question but yeah anyway I, I just loved everything about this song the, lyrically let me just read some lyrics here I still hear the beast is breathing. Should I fall upon my sword? Make sure they know that I fought for them. Make sure they know that they know I tried. I scraped and clawed. I gave my all. So I don't know what the beast is in this song, but it sounds like something he's maybe I struggling I think the beast with. is cancer, May- dude. Well, no, that's another. What record. is this song about? I'm sorry. That's a different record. I don't know what the song is about exactly. It, it sounds, sounds like, like it's, the- it's, a, it's a losing battle. So he's saying, should I just give up yeah, he, and fall on my sword? It, it's almost like this beast maybe is like a, a personal struggle that he's dealing with. He can still hear it breathing. It's still there, you know? Yeah. But he, he gave it his all. Like he, he fought for them, whoever that is. Maybe it's, who knows? I'm not going to try to interpret it. But anyway, great track. Like I said, it blew me away. I, I loved the the different kind of parts in it and from what i can tell i mean i, I haven't listened to Mastodon's entire discography but there's really nothing that i've heard that sounds like that so you know that, that's them kind of uh maybe experimenting a little bit with their sound um anyway you know this record has gotten mixed reviews some Mastodon diehard fans maybe don't like it all that much but again i was i was impressed with that track at least so anyway that was Mastodon, the beast the record was called Hushed and Grim. And I'm going to throw it back to you, Q. What do you got? All right, man. I'm going to... I mean, I think this could be considered a 180 because this is going to be as pared down as you can get compared to, to all that noise. Uh, so there was an amazing compilation record tribute album uh, that came out back in September. It was a tribute to the Velvet Underground and Nico with... Um, Man, Michael Stipe shows up on here. Mm. Kurt Vile, Andrew Bird, St. Vincent, Thurston Moore from Sonic Youth. Wow, okay. Fontaine's DC. Anyways, um, the album is called I'll Be Your Mirror. 
which also happens to be my favorite uh, Nico song from the Velvet Underground. And guess who happens to cover it? Who covers it, Q? Courtney Barnett, dude, who is will always be one of my favorite singer-songwriters of the last decade, for sure. So this was a no-brainer for me, dude. I had to bring it this year for for the end of end of year list um and i I really love her her version of it it's really great so here we go dude courtney barnett's cover of i'll be your mirror i'll be your mirror reflect what you are in case you don't know I'll be the wind, the rain and the sunset The light on your door to show that you're home When you think the night has seen your mind That inside you're twisted and unkind Let me stand to show that you are blind Please put down your hands Cause I see you I find it hard to believe that you don't know the beauty you are But if you don't, well let me be your eyes A hand to your darkness, so you won't be afraid When you think the night has seen your mind That inside you're twisted and unkind Well let me stand to show that you are blind Please put down your hands Cause I see you I'll be your mirror I'll be your mirror Love it, dude. What a great, great cover. Have you heard this song before? The real one? I don't think I have, actually. Dude, this is one of my favorite songs of all time. Wow, okay. Dang. So how faithful was that to the song, like, with the background instruments and stuff like that? It, it's only faithful in the melody of it. Okay, okay. Do you want to hear that? Let's hear, let's listen to a little bit. Right, I yeah, can't sure. believe you haven't heard this, dude. So, um, first off, my, I, I absolutely love the lyrics of this song. Um, if it's not obvious, it's about a person that just doesn't feel too uh, loved. They they don't really, you know, love themselves very much and, you know, self-hate and all that stuff. And this is a song about a person in, in their life that is like, are you, are you, how can you not know how awesome you are? You know, like when you're feeling down, I will be there to lift you back up, that kind of stuff. All right, dude, let's play the original song, man. All right, so again, this is the Velvet Underground and Nico. Uh, this is from the Andrew, Andy Warhol record. Came out in 1967. All right, here is I'll Be Your Mirror. Mirror, reflect what you are 
kids you don't know I be the wind, the rain and the sunset A light on your door to show that you're home When you think the night has seen your mind That inside you twisted and unkind Let me stand to show that you are blind Please put down your hands Cause I see you unique vocalist of all time absolutely i, I love nika i, I really haven't like listened to, to, to them all that much so like that's not that's obviously not like a i'm not saying anything groundbreaking there right but i just i'm always so like taken aback by her vocals you know listen to chelsea girl if you haven't trev that's okay. that's her solo record yeah everyone knows these days because it showed up on um a west anderson film probably yeah i think it was rural tannenbaum's I feel like a lot. Uh, he's dipped into Velvet Underground quite a bit. I think. Yeah, he's a Matt, he's a huge fan. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, so yeah, that was well, that was the original, but yeah, that was Courtney Barnett's version of it. I I love her stripped down, just acoustic version, you know. And um, Courtney says here, I love them. She's speaking, of course, about Velvet Underground and Nico. When I listen to I'll Be Your Mirror and read the lyrics, I realize it's a perfect song. I can relate to every inch of it. I just felt like I could get inside the world of this song. So when she was approached to to be a part of this compilation record, she called dibs on I'll Be Your Mirror, which is the, they ended up going with that as the name of the compilation record, I'll Be Your Mirror. So anyways, man. Yeah, I think it's a fitting song for her to sing, you know, as far as her style and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Anyways, man. Love it. The compilation record's fantastic as well. Give it a listen. I mean, how can you not with people like Thurston Moore showing up? He he sings uh, Heroin, which is really haunting Lou Reed track. Um, anyways, yeah. So that was, again, I'll Be Your Mirror by Courtney Barnett covering Velvet Underground and Nico. All right, dude. Last pick of the year for you. How are you going to wrap it up for us? Yeah, I think... I think it's safe to call this my favorite record of the year because it was so different and like, so I don't know, man, it just, uh, I was captivated by it when I heard it for the first time. So you, you say that you brought this band to what you heard 
I don't remember you doing stuff. So I mentioned them. I thought that I did, but I mentioned them because I was bringing another artist that to me sounded very similar. And we haven't even mentioned who we're talking about. Yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) So this band is called Dry Cleaning. And man, uh, her vocal delivery just completely captivated me. Yeah, it's she's not singing at all. That's yeah. the whole thing. And and it's she never sings, you know what I mean? No, it's, it's like, like it's kind of like beat poetry. Like you, I heard that dry cleaning album earlier this year and I was also taken aback by her vocal delivery and how interesting it was. Yeah. Um and then I found you know, I was trying to think like obviously this has been done before, you know? But like it it's not done and paired with the 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 music as well that dry cleaning brings which makes it really unique but uh this artist oh little annie is what her name is um yeah it was the last song of the last pick of mine for uh our what you heard back in it was it was back in august the good vibes bard edition uh her song i think of you is very similar to um to dry cleaning but like with more of a hip-hop bend as far as like the the beats the drum beat and everything anyways yeah man fantastic album so the record is called New Long Leg, and what I love the most about it is because of how dry her delivery is, because it really is just like stream of consciousness, like spoken word, like poetry, right? Yeah. Her The backing band, and I'm going to make sure, let me, let me just make sure I read off the roster here, because she may actually play a, an instrument. Um, let's see here. Yeah, so it's... Okay, she just sings. So, vocalist Florence Shaw, guitarist Tom Dows, bassist Lewis Maynard, and drummer Nick Buxton. So, you know, the musicians behind her, their music is so expressive. I think almost to, like, make up for her delivery, you know? Yeah. That it works so well together. And what they're doing, for the most part, is like a post-punk sound. I love the sound of this band. And it comes off... It's just so perfect, man. Everything works perfectly. Yeah, I, I love this record too, man. All right, well, I'm going to play the title track. Oh, no, let me tell you, dude. This was the hardest thing I've ever had to do. Pick <laughs> one song to play from this record. But after much back and forth, I'm just going to play the title track. So again, this this album is called New Long Leg, and I'm going to play the title track. Again, the band is Dry Cleaning. <laughs> You are, no, you are, let me see your knees, peas rolling. A useless long leg. Are you taking a photo or drinking a bottle of water? You're a spoon, pal. You are. Don't remember anyone. Sorry. Will we be able to have laundry done on the ship 
And what are the prices? Are there some kind of reverse platform shoes that make you go into the ground or make you reach a lower level? Never mind. Would you choose a dentist with a messy back garden like that? I don't think so. The doo-doo-doos, man. Like, that's yeah. the one time she really, like, brings any sort of... Some sort of melodic, a melody. <laughs> yeah. yeah, to her voice. But, yeah, what a... I'd say probably the most unique album of the year. Maybe under this umbrella, yeah, this genre. Yeah, album. the music's like, not different at all, but also s- still fantastic. Like, just... Even just as a instrumental record, yeah, it would be worth and a listen. That's what I like about it, is, like, the the, the band, they... I feel like they're... they're they are so expressive and melodic to because of the way she delivers vocals you know and that's why it works so well is they're bringing all the melody right yeah. but like it that song in particular almost had like a alt rock almost like an rem kind of sound to it melodically but like there's there's uh you know track two on here unsmart lady has kind of a punk rock almost like i like that one a lot classic rock sound to it yeah with one of the riffs almost like a death not death metal but like a doom metal kind of sludge kind of sound to it so like they're all over the map with their their music but you know by and large it's like a post-punk type of sound but anyway let me read this quote from a rolling stone article that, that cracked me up she's talking about how she writes her her lyrics right she says here this has her, many of shaw's lyrics come from her writing exercises in a notebook of lined paper and then she says sometimes you just can't be fucked with a lot of topics she says you're like, the only thing I care about right now is baked beans. Or the only thing I care about is Star Trek, the next generation. That is my interest and everything else can fuck off. <laughs> and so she says, I'll, I'll write whatever I can think of about that and all my feelings about it. Sometimes it'll go off into another subject. It's just a way to make me go. So yeah, it's literally a stream of consciousness, right? Yeah. That's why if you look at the lyrics on this song, she talks about like, well, they let me bring my shampoo on the... On the ship, and yeah, will there be shampoo in the uh, in the stateroom? Or it sounds like they're planning on going on a cruise or something. Yeah, she's like, "Would you trust a dentist with a backyard that looks like that? Like that's one." <laughs> I'm not gonna let him clean my teeth if he if he's got a, a garden that's overgrown and gross like that. You kidding me? Yeah, exactly. Just completely random, right? But somehow it works really well. Anyway, if you you know, I think a lot of people are probably gonna be turned off by her vocal delivery, or they they just can't do it for that that long right because it's you know 41 minutes and that's what she does i honestly i've kind of felt that way 
when I first listened to it, but I keep going back to it. But you got to, yeah, you got to kind of, you got to embrace it and realize that that's what you're in for, right? And to me, it just, it just, I was mostly just captivated by it because I, I never really heard anything like that. It kind of reminded me of some of the stuff that like Kim Gordon of Sonic Youth, she would do kind of spoken word stuff like that sometimes. Oh, yeah. But yeah, anyway, so again, that was dry cleaning. The album is called New Long Leg. Check it out. If you didn't like that, you're going to hate the record. <laughs> maybe maybe listen for the music because melodically, I think a lot of the stuff that the the band is doing is is great. But if you if you can't get behind that uh, vocal delivery, then this this band's not for you, right? But I I loved it. I loved everything about it. All right, Q, this is it, man. The last pick of the year. The last song played on No Filler for 2021. What are you gonna do for us here? All right, man. I saved. Remember when I said Christmas came early, dude? Yeah. Well, it's not only because of letting up despite great faults. I found out on the same day, within the same hour, because it just popped up on my Spotify, one of, if not my favorite psych rock groups of this era, the Sound Carriers, is back, dude. It's been eight years since they've done anything. The Sound Carriers, to me, like the, the amount of excitement that you and I get when we find out that there's new music from Kings of Convenience. Which happened this year as well. <laughs> yeah, right. That's that's how I am with the Sound Carriers. And I I mean, for a while, their music wasn't even on Spotify. Like, only their debut album was on there, which came out in 2009. So I'd been missing, like, being able to just stream their stuff whenever I wanted. Because they only have three full-length albums, and they're all phenomenal. Um, I've brought them up many times before on past episodes they are just like they have perfected the i don't know like if peter paul and mary or mamas and the papas had more of like a psychedelic rock flair to their music that's what the sound carriers do and this is what they are through and through like they're you know that's just they're going to make music like this always and forever. They're never going to change. And I'm all for it. I don't even care if every album of theirs sounds like their debut. I'm, I'm all about it because it's always amazing. Um, they have a new album coming out towards the end of January. So I'm, I'm just going to call it right now, dude. I guarantee you that our intro song for our, our first What You Heard of next year is going to be from this album because... I mean, shit, I will hold off and make sure that we don't even record <laughs> until I get to play one of these songs as the intro. Because we always try to bring like a brand new song, you know, for the intro on our watches. Anyways, so they really take their time between releases. They It says here, I'm going to, from this article on Under the Radar Mag, uh, band member Adam Can says, We've always done things our own way and without any outside pressure. Making music like this keeps things fresh. You always lose something and gain something as you go along, but I think of it as just another chapter. So, here is their latest single. It is called Waves.
Yeah, it's it's a perfect track, you. That's man, that's just what they do, dude, and they they do it so well. Yeah, they've perfected it. Yeah, man, I'm telling you, I dude, I'm gonna be all over this album because another thing about them, it is, unless you want to drop four hundred bucks, you're not gonna get one of their records on vinyl. Very like short run releases of of their records on. Well, vinyl. Why don't you pre order this one? Dude? I don't know if that's a thing you can do. Probably, maybe a lot of bands do that. <laughs> Anyways, so yeah, I'm gonna I'm finally gonna get my hands on a on a Sound Carriers record without you know whatever I got to do. Yeah, I love the uh, the the flute those the the showed up the in flute, the background the little there. Triangle tings. Yeah, yeah. And I love their uh, like I faded it out. I love just how they repeated that um, that line over and over mm-hmm. at the end there. I just love that kind of stuff. Um, my favorite album of theirs, I believe, if I had to pinpoint one, would be Celeste from 2010. Is that this year that you brought what you heard from that record? I know you mm. brought you brought a track from 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 this record at some. Yeah, point I don't remember no which filler. one I brought. It was a killer track. Oh yeah, dude. Whatever they're all was, they're yeah. all great. And Tropicalia from 2014 is also a, a unbelievable record. Anyways, dude. Um, yeah, I'm stoked. I can't wait. That's about a month away from now, or at least from the time that we recorded this. So again, that is the Sound Carriers. That is a brand new single, Waves, that will be featured on their next album called Wilds, which is due out January 21st of next year. Awesome. Yes, sir. And that's it, man. There it is, man. Another that's year it. come and gone on No Filler. This might be our best year yet, dude. I was going to say, man, we haven't really had a chance to like reflect back, but man, we had some good times this year. We brought a lot of great music. I feel like we we did we did good, man. Not to mention we had we had we we got to interview I feel like the the Sonic Youth Encyclopedia David Brown. That was unbelievable. That was great. We got to chat with our buddy Josh Stewart a couple times. Reminisce about the old New Dust days. Yeah. Yeah, man. Good stuff. So, yeah. We're just going to keep chugging along, dude. Yeah. More, uh, next year, like we say, we're going to kick off the year with an episode on Beach House's Teen Dream. You know, kind of the the record that sort of put them on the map, right? And then, who knows? We'll probably just stick around in that era, the 2010s, kind of like we talked about doing after we did our 100th episode, 200th episode. We might need to to reach back out to Josh because he's he's expressed interest in joining us again and I feel like he would be a great uh, guest to have to chat about pretty much any of the bands from that era because that was the New Dust era as well you know so we were covering these bands with Josh on New Dust yeah I'm sure he'd love to talk about Beach House I don't even remember he may may have been there at the show with us I don't I don't remember if he I don't know but yeah anyway all right, Q. Well, I know what our plan is for the outro song here, but yeah, let's just talk about this documentary or special comedy special, I guess, for a little bit here. Yeah. So, you know, last year we brought at the end of every episode, you know, because of the pandemic and a lot of the kind of lockdowns that were going on in cycles throughout 2020 and still shit still this year as well. But like there was a lot of really interesting and cool things happening musically with artists you know, doing stuff out of their bedroom or, you know, what have you. And we would bring our, you know, favorite moments of 2021, favorite favorite music moments of 2021 at the end of each of our year-end episodes last year. I would say that this comedy special by Bo Burnham would have to be one of my for sure favorite 
moments in music that happened this year. Me too, hands down. And like one of my favorite, maybe comedy specials of all time. Well, let's actually, you know what, dude? Let's let's get into this, man. Because historically, you are not a fan. In fact, I'd say you might even hate musical comedy, like like Tenacious D or Flight of the Concords. I love Tenacious D, but that's just because their approach to it, right? I love Jack Black. But yeah, for the most part, Flight of the Concords, I, I'm not a fan of. Weird Al Yankovic. Weird they Al, might be giants. Weird Al is tolerable. But like, I, I'm not going to, much like you, typically you say, I'm not going to listen to metal on my own. I'm not going to seek it out. Yeah. That's how I just, I can't do it. But Bo Burnham, for some reason, I've, I've, I've just always been a fan of him. I, dude, I was shocked, shocked when you texted me at how much you love this because, you know, like I, I just, usually you don't like this kind of stuff. But there was a level of like, you know, it was a very, you know, the so the comedy special is called Inside. Yeah. And... You know, he, he basically we got to see his creative process being locked up in his his house, you know, during the pandemic last year, right? That's when he filmed it. Uh, this is just a little, um, I don't even think this is his house, dude. He's actually used the space quite a bit. So it's like his recording space or something? It's something. I don't, yeah, he rents it out, I think, from time to time. But he actually, in one of his stand-up specials from a few years back, he does this thing where he walks out he walks behind stage and opens a door and he walks in and guess what it's the same freaking room from inside and he sits down on his piano and starts playing so anyways i don't know if he actually owns this space but yeah and the whole thing was i'm trapped here basically locked down whatever i'm gonna i'm gonna get started on my next comedy special and i'm just gonna record it on my own that was the premise of of the special and yeah i mean i think he won some awards for this yeah he better because it was just, it was genius, right? But anyway, there's just something about the, something we could all relate to, you know what I mean? Right. Uh, watching him, watching his struggle, trying to piece this thing together, the topics that he would talk about. He is a dead ringer sometimes for Weird Al, dude. Like his, his. He's definitely our generation's Weird Al, I would think. Yeah, right? I'd say that for sure. But uh, anyway, I don't know. I just have a soft spot for, for Bo, you know? I remember seeing his videos on YouTube a long, long time ago. Right. We couldn't figure out what song to play though. Like we need to we need to figure this out right now, dude. Because I think so the the song that blew me away was that funny feeling, which is because it was a more serious track. It was a serious song and the lyrics are I mean really really smart and clever singing about like just ironic things that that happen all the time around us and it's just like do we not see the irony here like that kind of stuff. He all of his his lyrics are very very smart. He's a super smart dude. Yeah, yeah. But let's go let's go more funny, dude. Let's, That's more let's... reflective of the, the the special. Yeah. All right. Well, let's you know let's figure out what song we're gonna play. But first, we'll just say we'll mind the people here. Follow us on Instagram, all that good stuff at No Filler Podcast. You can find us on the Pantheon Podcast Network. That's pantheonpodcast.com. And of course, use No Filler Fifteen at checkout on tiestat.com if you want 15% off your order. There we go. So, yeah, that's it, man. We'll pick this all up again next year, like we were saying. And what did you did you figure it out in the, in the last 10 seconds, Q? Let's just fade out with Welcome to the Internet. Okay. Yeah. Welcome to the Internet was a standout track, I think. Yeah. And you know what? We all live on the Internet. So, yeah, we'll fade out with that. Bill Burnham's Welcome to the Internet from his... Uh, comedy special inside and that's a wrap on 2021 dude 
we'll see you guys next year. <laughs> Get it? <laughs> Woo. All right, man. So thank you as always for listening. My name is Quentin. My name is Travis. Y'all take care. Welcome to the internet. Have a look around. Anything that brain of yours can think of can be found. We've got mountains of content, some better, some worse. If none of it's of interest to you, you'd be the first. Welcome to the internet. Come and take a seat. Would you like to see the news or any famous women's feet? There's no need to panic. This isn't a test. <laughs> Just nod or shake your head and we'll do the rest. Welcome to the internet. What would you prefer? Would you like to fight for civil rights or tweet a racial slur? Be happy, be horny, be bursting with rage. We got a million different ways to engage. Welcome to the internet. Put your cares aside. Here's a tip for straining pasta. Here's a nine-year-old who died. We got movies and doctors and fantasy sports and a bunch of colored pencil drawings of all the different characters in Harry Potter fucking each other. Welcome to the internet. Hold on to your socks, cause a random guy just kindly sent you photos of his cock. They are grainy and off-putting. He just sent you more. Don't act surprised, you know you like it, you whore. See a man beheaded, get offended, see a shrink. Show us pictures of your children, tell us every thought you think. Start a rumor, buy a broomer, send a death threat to a boomer. Or DM a girl and groomer, do a zoomer, find a tumor in your... Here's a healthy breakfast option, you should kill your mom. Here's why women never fuck you, here's how you can build a bomb. Which Power Ranger are you? Take this quirky quiz. Obama sent the immigrants to vaccinate your kids. Could I interest you in everything, all of the time? A little bit of everything, all of the time. Apathy's a tragedy and boredom is a crime. Anything and everything, all of the time. Could I interest you in everything, all of the time? A little bit of everything, all of the time. Apathy's a tragedy and boredom is a crime.